Football is back, and right now, Bet365 offer in a wide range of markets, including first, last, or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. We've got wall-to-wall Premier League football, with games being played nearly every day. And with Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals, and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch all the games live with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through graphics and text. A bit like watching teletext for the results when I was a kid. Um, Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Pod on the Tyne, a podcast all about Newcastle United brought to you by The Athletic. My name is Taylor Payne and I am joined as always by Mr George Culkin. How are you George? I'm doing great, thank you. Oh that was quite robotic, that was nice. I don't know I'm what doing there. Great, yeah. thank you. Good. I thought okay. it was going to be sound, I thought it was going to be slightly aristocratic but it wasn't, it was, <laughs> it was robotic. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like one of the circuits has gone in your brain. Uh, and also Chris Woff, fresh back from St. James's Park this evening, watching Newcastle United v Tottenham Hotspur. Chris, how are you? I am thoroughly mediocre like Newcastle United oh, themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Get the blood yes. pumping. How was it this evening, Chris? How was it? I mean, actually, I thought they played all right. Actually, I've just noticed that on my wrist, I still have a, uh, you know, a band, like when you go to, to into a club or whatever, a nightclub, I have one that says temperature checked with the Newcastle United badge on, which you've got to have going in St. James's. Oh, Park I like them. They're good. Taken off yet. Yeah. Have uh, you ever been to a nightclub? Happen. Have you ever had one of those? I mean, that is from a nightclub, is what I'm asking you. Uh, I've never been up past 10 o'clock, so we're going to have to stop recording <laughs> this podcast in 12 minutes. Um, right. <laughs> There's a challenge. Do they give you one of those in the queue for the Northumberland Sausage Company, Chris? One of those wristbands. <laughs> so you, so you he, gets he gets VIP. He gets VIP for that. Yeah, they just they just recognise me. Very important um, talk. But in but in terms of the game, <laughs> let's get on with the game. Oh, yeah. Um Actually, I thought certainly for the first half, I thought Newcastle played pretty well. It's a one. It's a it's a match where I wouldn't say, unlike against Watford, certainly, which the second half was was abysmal. Um, I thought that today against Spurs, they actually probably shaded it. Certainly, certainly first off, they had a few decent chances. I thought they played quite well in many regards, and it was just three naive defensive lapses which cost yeah. them really. And it's that difference where if you've got Harry Kane in your team, he's going to score those two chances he gets, and Newcastle waste a few they had. So I didn't think it was the most dispiriting performance in terms of the way Newcastle played, but it was deflating in the sense that they lost three one a game they probably should have got at least a point from. Yeah, I mean, it's also worth remembering as well that Spurs have been shite recently, <laughs> and you know if they're gonna if they're gonna come back and uh, and break the break the hoodoo, it's gonna be against us, isn't it? Well, they're a very un Mourinho like team. This Spurs team, in terms yeah. of when you watch them, there was so much space on the pitch today, and every every time I've seen a Mourinho's team in the past, they sort of almost suffocate you, and they they, they don't let you have time on the ball, and it's it's all. It's it, it's it's all action really. Whereas this Spurs team, you can see, still hasn't quite got the handle on them being his sort of team. They 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 mm. they look disjointed in parts, and there was actually parts of the game which were really quite open, which is very unmourinho like. Um, so yeah, it was it, it's frustrating because I do think that, that Spurs were there for the taking, and Newcastle just just couldn't do it. And whether that's to do with a lack of motivation, I mean, I didn't think I necessarily saw that from them. To be fair, even though you, you could 
maybe level up in the last couple of games. Maybe that's to do with fitness. Newcastle have a lot of injuries now. They've got even more so, which I'm sure yeah, we'll get on yeah. to. Um, and whether it's just games too far, I'm not entirely sure. But also that lack of a clinical striker, I think, really cost them because Kane had two real chances and took them both. Well, can I tell you what my favourite thing was? What's that? So, you know, like on BT Sport, one of their one of their kind of big innovations for football without fans football project restart is to have that sort of mural of fans uh all watching the game and they should <laughs> yeah well there was a lad in the top left hand corner obviously a newcastle fan who held up a banner saying robbie savage is a wanker and <laughs> and it's been captured it's been captured you'll see it if you look on social media and whilst i do not condone no. um the insulting incredibly old footballers like Robbie Savage it does that just just make me think that's what we're missing inside yeah inside football sta- stadiums football yes. fans I you mean- know being di- <laughs> being dickheads which is just wonderful yeah. that's why I love football was it I mean, you, that, George? Yeah. was it you no, it wasn't me, but he has he has he has owned up on he has owned up on Twitter, I mean, and um, it's just great. That's what I want. I want more of that. We're not getting any of that kind of shit in football, are we? We're getting yeah. we're getting these dry sort of football matches, and we're not getting that sort of human interaction from it. So I, I will repeat: I do not condone stuff yeah. like that. But fair play to that lad; he's hero of the night. <laughs> I mean, thinking back to that Oxford game in the FA Cup, it's not the most offensive thing that a Newcastle fan's done. No, well, no, watching but, the match this but, season but is it? But it's, it's, <laughs> it's that's what. What do I love about football? I love that. I love that stuff. I love the mess of it. I love p- people in crowds mm. being idiots, and um, I do miss yeah. that. So I love that. I thought I'm like Chris. I thought, well, I mean, here's here's here here is me summing it up. It wasn't totally shit, was it? Mm. See you next week on Pod on the yeah, Time. On Pod on the Time. Thanks for listening to uh, but, the best football writing in the UK. There was <laughs> there were bits of it. There were bits of it that were quite good. And having St Maximin again in the kind of you know that free role, he was really good. He has become. I have to say, at the start of the season, I was I was cynical. I was a cynic when mm. it came to him. Not because. I didn't think he had talent, but there were concerns. You know, there were there were the kind of historic concerns from France about his attitude, about his injury record, about sort of whether he'd up for it, and and you know certainly in a team that was really struggle struggling to create at the start of the season, I did have this feeling that perhaps he would be a luxury to use that horrible sort of cliche that you know yeah okay fine he's doing fancy stuff he's doing fancy yeah. stuff on the ball but then. He's going to give the ball away, and there's no end product. Well, there really is an end product now, and he is—he really is joyful to watch, and he's by far the best thing about the team. And I'm—I'm I'm definitely a definitely a sort of massive convert. It was great to watch him. There were some good, there were some really good moments. There were some good passages of play. I thought Gale did okay again. Um, again, I like seeing just—it's just good seeing a centre forward on the pitch. I'm doing the positive stuff, you good. know, now and. Um, you know, let's let's think back to when Newcastle went to Tottenham and had twenty percent possession and and they won. I mean, to me, what's happened tonight is this is just a bit more like the real world hitting Newcastle in the face a little bit. They've played quite yeah. well tonight and they've lost, and that's fine because and I'm not saying it's fine, but how many times how many times earlier this season were we saying how the fuck have we got through this game and got three points out of it? You know, how has yeah. that how has that happened? And so I just think it's a bit of that. And let's be honest, it doesn't matter. And I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not downplaying, you know, if you look at Twitter straight after a game, everyone's furious, but 
oh, bigger yes. picture, yeah. it really, you know, it doesn't really matter very much. Newcastle are safe. The rest of it, you know, do, do I care whether they finish 13th, 12th or 14th? No, I really couldn't give a toss. They did all right. The defending was poor. There were some lapses in concentration, albeit from... But you also have to remember that there were a lot of players out with injury now, particularly at centre-half, particularly in defence. You know, Lascelles was a big miss for his leadership. Yeah, Yedlin having you to know. play left-back as well. Yeah, stuff like that. Kraft was poor again. Uh, so I've I've slipped seamlessly into the negative stuff um, <laughs> because that's really all I love doing. Um, yeah. But they did, they did all right. They've played much, 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 much worse than that this season and won games. Yes, exactly. Lovely goal by Matt Ritchie as well, wasn't it? Oh, God. I love seeing that man try and kill a football. He despises the football. He despises (laughs) it. Yeah. Get it away from me as quick as possible in the direction of the goal. Oh, God. He's like, yeah, his feet are like weapons against uh, the football. When your dad shouts at the telly, put your foot through it, that's exactly what he means. (laughs) Isn't it? Matt Ritchie puts his foot through it. So what's your analysis of the game then, Taylor? Come on, you, you've been a bit quiet on that. That's true, that's true. Um, well, uh, you know, like you say, I, I thought it could have been a lot worse. Um, but we didn't get the three points. Uh, everyone didn't played. Get any points. Uh, that's, that's, that's really incisive. That's really <laughs> incisive. No, we, did, we got no, no points I have to hold me. I have to hold my hands up here and, and, and confess to, to not <laughs> having actually been able to watch the game this evening. Um, okay. Yes, so, but... Call yourself a I podcast have, host. Well, no, I don't. Do we do we really expect to be beating Spurs at the minute? Is it is it one of those games where you're losing? You think, oh, we could have won that. I don't know. I don't think it is. Well, and then, well, like you say, it doesn't make an awful lot of difference in the grand scheme of things. It's nice to win more and more games, but I, I think we're at the point of the season now where you know we're, we're going to be happy just to get through without everyone getting injured. So it's kind of I'm 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 not massively concerned by the fact that we lost tonight. Well, that, that's I agree, and that was. It, I said it yesterday, and I, I, I'd stick by. I think that Newcastle essentially have fixtures they've got to fulfil. There is no, as George said, there's no. There's yeah, they, they, they can finish somewhere. Have between we been doing that since 2007? <laughs> well, well, exactly. I mean, you can you can make that wider argument, but they had to play Spurs tonight. Went for Newcastle. What what is the point really? The goal Brighton on Monday again for Newcastle. There's absolutely nothing in it really. Then they've got the Spurs, uh, Liverpool on the final day of the season. Bruce actually was a little bit concerning after the uh, in his post-match press conference because he he spoke about some of the injuries you've mentioned. So Jamal Lascelles had an operation yesterday on his ankle. Oh, Bruce, right. yes, well, that'll be him. His... That won't be him back then, basically. Well, Bruce did his classic. I don't want to put a time frame on something, but we're looking at least six to eight weeks. Um, so <laughs> it's like a takeover. It's like a takeover. Yeah. I don't want to put a timeline on it, but it's really soon. It's imminent. It's never. It's four, it's four months. So I mean that would that would that would be a concern for even the start of next season potentially, which is is worrying. And also, Alan Saint Maximan's hurt his calf. So again, you, you you're not just it's the final two games of the season. Yeah, they're gonna have to put a, a patched up team out, but who who really cares? But it's given the quick turnaround between now and next season. Fabian shares dislocated his shoulder by the looks of yeah. things. There's another is injury. It, is it time to blood some of those younger players in and 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 give some lads a start from the? From the youth team, well, not the youth team, but you know the the second string, as we call it, the under twenty threes, under twenty ones, whatever it is these days. Is it time to give some of those lads a run out? 
Well, some of them on the bench. Uh, Tom Allen has been very close all season. He's on the bench. So in terms of if you're looking for an offensive mm. player, I, I would. I, I think he's exciting. I, I would quite like to see him get a goal. We've also had Jack Young on the bench. He's a decent little midfielder. I mean, the the one who you, isn't really an under twenty three, isn't really a youngster. Who, in my opinion, I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't been playing. It is Matty Longstaff. I mean, he came on for the final eight minutes or whatever it was today. But I, yeah. I wrote a column on the Athletic this week. I still find it a little bit baffling that we're in this situation, uh, yeah. whereby. He's looking at I think it. He's and gone, isn't he? Well, I think I, he's gone. My my well, gut feeling I, I, says I that he's gone. I think it's looking more and more likely. And, it, and if you, I understand all sides of this. I understand Newcastle feel that they've given him what they what keep see Bruce keeps referring to as a fantastic offer. And I do think that there comes a point where you, you have to say, right, we we can't offer you any more money. But th- this is about more than just the financials for, for Matty Longstaff. He's looking at it and thinking, well, is Newcastle the club where I can actually progress? Because he. Takeover or no takeover? If there's no takeover, does he? He isn't getting game time now. What is the plan going forward? How are you gonna? How how am I gonna progress at this club? I mean, at the minute he's 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 there's two midfielders injured in Sean Longstaff, his brother, and Isaac Hayden, and yet Fabian shares playing midfield twice last week ahead of Matty Longstaff. So immediately you're thinking, well, what is the point in me having signed this extension just until the end of the season? But also, if a takeover happens and Newcastle were to to try and bring in. A higher quality of player is mm. Matty Longstaff going to get a go then? So it, it's I can, I can see it from all points of view that this is a very difficult situation. It's dragged on too long. Steve Bruce yesterday said that himself. But the one thing I would say is I thought that his anger was a little bit misplaced in the sense that it seemed to just be directed towards Longstaff and his, his in the in his camp. And yes, there there should be anger towards that. But also he needs to look upstairs and say that it, the club could have got this sword a lot sooner and it's been allowed to drag on. And it's one of those it's one of those sorts of tricky ones where, you know, okay, fine, they did really want him to sign this extension to cover the you know, to cover restart and, and the end of the season. But that hasn't then been used as an opportunity to sort of say to him, Okay, well look, this is you know, this is the plan that we've got for you, this is what we want to do, and you know, this is the role I see you having. And again, I, I agree with Chris. I don't think it's just like a linear thing. I think it's quite a straight... I think it's not a straightforward situation. But it doesn't look good or it doesn't feel good for Fabian Schaar to be coming into midfield. Fine, he has played you know, played in that position before. But you've got a bespoke midfield player who does give you energy, you know, who can give you energy. That's that's the one thing he's he's got. And, you know, certainly playing John, Joe, Shelby and Cher together in midfield, you don't have that energy. You don't have, you know, Cher's not going to do um, Shelby's running for him in the way that Isaac Hayden does. And so there has been a bit of an opportunity there and it hasn't been sort of taken. And so if you're, you know, if you're in Longstaff's boots, you're sort of thinking, well... All right, I've I'm, I've I'm, I've said I'll stay, but you know it's not like I'm sort of being played. So I think it sort of makes it more of a vicious cycle, which is the which is the which is the shame of it. But I mean, you know, we can't avoid you know can't avoid the bigger picture of what is happening or is not happening around the club at the minute, and it's very difficult to commit or you know if you're a young player who wants some reassurances about your future, well, you know the biggest one is. What's going to happen next season? Is this manager going to still be there? You know, mm. who will be coming in? Not just in terms of owners, but in terms of other players. You know, what is the position? You know, what is the place? And, you know, if you're being offered something sort of guaranteed elsewhere, something certain, and if they're t- telling you not only here's a good contract in terms of 
uh, finance, but this is the plan that we see for your progress. Well, I can, you know, yeah. I, I, I get that. I do get that because at the moment, Newcastle can't really do that. They can't do that honestly because nobody knows. So, I mean, I'm looking at this a little bit from Matty Longstaff's point of view and trying to look at this situation through his eyes. As a young footballer who's had his breakthrough season in the Premier League, he's played a few games and he's scored goals and stuff like that. He's going to be looking to what the next move's going to be. And like you say, he's going to need some reassurances about what's going to be happening in the future. Now, at his age... Uh, and the, the 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 position he's in, his development, the, he can't afford a misstep. He can't afford to make the wrong decision with his next move because his next move is going to be the one that sets him up and sets him on the road to his to the rest of his career. So if he makes a mistake, say if he stays at Newcastle and he still doesn't play and he sits on the bench and he doesn't get the, the time he needs and he doesn't get to develop the way he needs to develop... That, that could be detrimental to the rest of his career. Whereas if he goes to, say, Udinese or somewhere like that, and he starts playing football every week, I don't think he would play football every week, but if he does, that could be the that could be the next step on the road to, to the rest of his career. I think he's got to be very careful from his point of view, and, and what, you don't want to make a mistake at this point in your career, which could have a detrimental effect further down the line. No, and I mean, I'm not necessarily convinced that Udinese is the right move, and I don't know if he necessarily is, because why wouldn't he have taken up that offer already if he, if he's not I think he's waiting to see what else is out there I mean the thing that I find interesting about Matty Longstaff is I have to be honest he's a sort of player I look at and I, I don't know how good he's going to be as in he's, he's it's difficult in a player that, that plays the way that he does to know how good he can actually be because I mean just going back to last summer he was very close to going on loan to Bradford City in League, in League 2 that was the level at that point that the Newcastle United thought he was going to be until Steve Bruce saw him and Steve Bruce keeps making the point I gave him his debut I gave the lad his debut and I appreciate that and he is the one who, who brought him through but clearly Matty Longstaff hasn't had enough reassurance yet on that front that, that, that he Newcastle United are going to be the place where he really can develop into a professional. Maybe in some ways, and I don't know, this is me partly speculating, maybe he recognises himself that he doesn't know whether he is a long-term Premier League footballer. footballer. I was ready for that yet. So if he commits to Newcastle, is that maybe he's going to have a four or five-year contract there and that would be great in one sense. But then just just to pluck another example out, look at somebody like Jamie Sterry, who signed a long-term contract at Newcastle, has never made, really broken through. His loan spells haven't worked out, and he's been released as a free agent now. He's in his mid-20s. Does he have the prospects in terms of having a proper professional career? We, we, it, it's very, very difficult, as you see. He can't make a misstep, and I, and I fully appreciate why he's really thought this through. I don't know where he's going to end up next season, and I, I don't know whether he knows yet where he's going to end up next season, because I think that he and his advisors hope that the takeover would have happened by now as well and then at least that would have given him some sort of clarity as to who was going to be there but instead he's he's still wondering what if in that regard Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Harry's sponsors, Pod on the Tyne. Uh, as a listener to the podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover. And going to harrys.com, uh, Pod on the Tyne, right now, we'll get you that trial pack. That's harrys.com forward slash pod on the time. How come I have to read these all the time? Why can't we get George to do one of these sometime? George, you're the one who's used these Harry's razors. My cheeks have never been smoother. <laughs> I can do that. Wonderful. If you want me to do that, I'll just clip, clip that. Here we go. Harry's razors. My cheeks have never been smoother.
So I wanted to, I want to discuss something that that happened a little bit earlier in the week as well. There was a, there was a Steve Bruce uh, press conference where he uh, and this has caused a little bit of back and forward on Twitter over the last couple of days. But he uh, uttered the words, and I might be slightly paraphrasing here. I'm delighted we are only a couple of points behind a really good team like Southampton, uh, and there has to be a reality check somewhere down the line. Now, to me personally speaking. I'm not delighted that we're in 13th place and a couple of points behind Southampton. And after the football that we've played this year as well, I, I'm not sure that that's something to be massively proud of. Um, I wouldn't mind getting your, you guys' uh, feelings on this and about those quotes because I know it has divided a number of fans uh, on this particularly on this particular matter. George, what what's your feeling about that? Well, so to sort of, well, I, d- I don't, I don't want to hear stuff like that either. I mean, that's you yeah. know, I'm happily, I will happily say that. I mean, the one thing that I will say is that it, I mean, those those quotes are very reminiscent of things that Alan Pardew said when he was manager and yeah, um, managing expectations, <laughs> managing expect. The, the the problem that we have at Newcastle is that the only figurehead is the manager or head coach as he is now, and. This historically has been a problem because if you take, and I'm sorry to utter these words, but if you take Rafa Benitez out of it, the 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 feeling has always been it's us and them, and us are fans and them is the club, and the manager has always been associated with the club. And so you can go back through, you know, Pardew, Carver, McLaren, um, not not Chris Hutton, but certainly sort of since then. And, you know, Benitez was one of us. Now I'm using those words in inverted commas, you know, that yeah. he was kind of against the club. And and so Steve Bruce has walked into the club and the immediate kind of assumption is, is that he's sort of colluding. And it's, you know, I think that's unfortunate. I think that's mm. just the way the club has been. I think that's the way. And, you know, Lee Charnley does not put his head above the parapet. He does not speak. He doesn't talk openly. He said at the start of the season there was going to be more communication. That's turned out, like most things uh, concerned with this <laughs> regime, to be a load yeah. of shit, to use industrial language. And, you know, it's just... it's. He doesn't do it. So the manager doesn't get protection. He doesn't get protection about from the people around around him. And I'm not trying to find excuses for Steve Bruce, by the way, but what happens is at press conferences, every single word and every single phrase gets, um, gets highlighted and gets sort of analysed to death in a way that is pulled to bits. And, you know, he shouldn't have said that. I mean, he shouldn't have said, you know, he shouldn't be comparing... Newcastle to Southampton. In some ways, though, he's right because let's face it, Newcastle are a are a uh, are a lower, <laughs> you know, they're a lower half Premier League club. That's what they've been for yeah. thirteen years. I think. So, I think it's more the so, idea of being delighted with that, absolutely, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's yeah, the bit yeah, that's yeah, kind of stuck yeah. in my throat a little yeah, bit. I thought yeah. I'm not. I don't like the way he's used that word. No, no, and and that's the it's absolutely the wrong. It's absolutely the wrong word, and it's the wrong. You know, again, if we look at what the team have done this season in terms of league position we have to we have you know i will happily say this isn't where i want the club to be but i'm very grateful for where they are because at the start of the season it felt like it was going to be a lot worse or it could have been a lot worse and i still hope that we'll get to the end of this season there will be a takeover and thank you know praise the lord not that i'm religious but you know praise whoever that um you know the team will still be in that praise elvis that the team will still be in the premier league 
and Steve Bruce will will you know will deserve credit for that. And I think that's you know I think that's fine to say all those things, but yeah. no, nobody wants to hear that. I don't think, and it is you know Steve, he's honestly. He's a he's a he's a decent man and he's a decent manager, but he can be careless in the way he speaks, and mm. you know he just speaks yeah. like a normal person, you know, and he's not necessarily sort of precise in everything he says. Um, but no, stuff like that is 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 sort of painful to hear because nobody wants to be delighted for being where we are on the table. It's been like this forever. It's 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 rubbish. It's it's real. It's really rubbish. I just want to feel like there's something more than this. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. want to feel like there was. There's more to being a Premier League team than just being happy with 13th or 12th or 10th or whatever. It's not the point of sport, is it? It's no. not the point of competition to be to be happy with middling results and and never achieving anything. It's not it's not right and it's not why we watch football. So I don't I don't know. I think you know you've got to be so careful with this that you kind of you lull yourself into a sense of. Oh well, you know, never mind. More was next year, but like that, there's part of me is really angry about this at the minute, and I want us to be better, and I strive for this club. I really do want this club to strive to be better. It's not, it's not right the way the club is run at the minute. It's just sleepwalking. It's just a zombie. We need something else. Do you know what I mean? We need an injection of life, and they're just. You're not going to get that from. I mean, fair play to Steve Bruce. Yes, he's he's exceeded expectations this season, but you know, like. It's not what it's not the same feeling that we had when, when, when Keegan was here or when Robson was here or when even when Rafa came in, and I know I'm sick of that comparison myself as well. I really, really am. But Rafa got it. He understood what it meant, and he wanted the club to be better because he knew that it could be. Whereas I don't get that feeling from Steve Bruce, and I certainly don't get that feeling from Mike Ashley. Well, I certainly don't get it from Mike Ashley. I agree with George. I mean the the. The the problem with, in terms of when Steve Bruce does a press conference, is he is he is he is a bit more loose lipped and he does say things which Almost are, which are contradictory. <laughs> yeah, and well, but he also just he, there isn't necessarily this sort of grand plan when he comes into a press conference, and and you get other managers who are very very skilled at it, and they will only say very specific things and won't ever go off message. And Steve Bruce he's, he's genuine, so he will he will answer questions which he probably shouldn't or which are completely off topic or he won't necessarily have pre prepared answers for everything. I'll give you an example of Matty Longstaff yesterday. I mean three different interviews he gave and he gave almost three different answers about whether the contract <laughs> yeah. was was playing a role and whether he was going to be playing or not. He basically said he said that there's no truth in it. Then he said that it's it's um it's not totally true in another bit and then another in another sect he said um or he said I need players who are committed to the club and I can't be convinced that he is at the minute because he hasn't committed his future so it's like well so the contract is playing a part so this is and 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 so the the comments did surprise me when I saw them when he was talking about Southampton I'm I'm not gonna lie I didn't I didn't and as soon as I saw them the Pardew comparisons come in and he just it does make it it does jar very much so seeing that it's this wider context of as you say that do, do do we or should we be happy that Newcastle United are thirteenth in the Premier League and the this basically the piece I've done for, for the morning is just looking at this right this season is is almost being in some people's eyes will be success or failure if Newcastle United don't reach forty six points then it's been a failure if they reach forty six points that's better than than last season and for some reason Newcastle are pitched against last season and everything they're doing this season is pitched against last season Sick but only well. but but not but not yeah. in a way that they've gone from being 
13th with 45 points to suddenly being fifth and competing for something that they can finish a point higher and potentially in exactly the same position in the table it's just that it just it's nonsensical that 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 should be every every little inch that they move this season that there is just just this comparison going back and forth and that, that that really is is this season a success? No, it's not a success. But as George said, we should be grateful and relieved that Newcastle are going to be a Premier League team next season. They've done that sooner than I think many of us feared they would. But is 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 being thirteenth in the wider context of, of Newcastle United a success? Well, in my gosh, era, that's just what they've become. As I said earlier, Newcastle are mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Mediocrity yeah. is celebrated above. They may deny that. They say that there's ambition, but. There's been little evidence to suggest that because in a calculation for this piece, I worked out that, that I think it's forty three point nine points is the average of of the of the ten top flight full seasons that Newcastle have had right, so far, and thirteenth places uh, and twelve point nine places is also it. So they are basically where they should be under Mike Ashley. But that's I mean average. that's <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's it's this it's this weird thing. I mean, I think I think from the sort of the wider world. People who don't sort of pay attention to the club or don't pay attention to Newcastle or North East, whatever, you know, they saw this thing with Rafa happening and they saw, you know, they saw a sort of mediocre team in the Premier League for two years, not understanding the context, not looking at where the team had come from and not looking at sort of all the agonising that we sort of do on a daily basis up here. And they kind of thought, well, what's all the fuss about? And then, you know, they've seen... Rafa leave and there's be this sort of huge outpouring of disappointment and anger and people, you know, cross with Mike Ashley yet again. And they just haven't sort of understood. They haven't taken the time to understand, basically. They haven't made the effort to understand. And so then Steve Bruce comes in. The team, again, they're not watching the football. They So they see the team do okay and possibly better than expected. And they use it as an excuse to sort of take the piss or, you know, there are certain pundits, you know, Steve McManaman, for example, who I got very angry with, you know, saying Newcastle have had a wonderful season, they've done brilliant, and Steve Bruce has done a fabulous job and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not knocking Steve Bruce, but it's been used as this stick to sort of beat Newcastle fans almost, you know, to say that your sort of obsession about Benitez was was ridiculous and all that and it's become this as, as Chris says it's become this like story where Newcastle 2019-20 are competing against last season's Newcastle and <laughs> yeah, they're not it's, madness, isn't it? they, it's the season reset last summer and they're, and they're doing it all over again against different teams you know and yeah. for different different games with different players and with different, different players they're, they're, they're competing against other people not themselves and do you know what? It's absolutely fine to have at the start of the season at a club. Mm. Yeah, of course, fine. What's your first target? Well, it's to beat the number of points we got beat last, last season, season, or the, or you know, we finished thirteenth last season, so let's try and finish above that. Those are those are fine. That's that's absolutely fine to sort of think that. But for this sort of, it's 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 like it's Rafa. It's it's Bruce versus Rafa. That's that's a competition neither men entered. You know, <laughs> entered. One fella's in China, not paying any attention. That's not quite true. You know what I mean. And the other bloke's trying to do the best, trying to sort of do the best he can. And I can understand. You know, this is only Steve Bruce's first year in the job, and I can understand him being defensive of himself and trying to stick up for himself and to say, "Look, we're doing, we've done this. It's okay. It's not that bad." You know, we're we're trying to progress. You know, he said that as well, and he's got sort of defensive about that because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the thirteen years. 
you know, he doesn't have the 13 yeah. years. He he used the word stagnation at the end of last week. We're not stagnating. Well, I'm sorry, if you take a step back and you're looking at Mike Ashley's ownership, this is a club that's ticking over. We all know that. Yeah. You don't want to think yeah. that, and you're going to fight against that. And you're the coat. You're the and good luck to you. And I'm, you know, I, I don't have a problem with him with him sort of saying that. But I, I have I have much more of a problem of how the club is sort of treated, sort of externally, really. And you know this bizarre, you know this this bizarre bizarre sort of way that it's the club is sort of portrayed. It's become I, I think that's become it's definitely become heightened sort of. You know, during the whole sort of takeover thing, you you do get a chance to sort of step back and sort of see yeah. the just lack of lack of empathy that there is about the club. Oh, I don't know why, but I had a lovely mental image there of him saying, "You know, we're not stagnating," and then Chris just standing up at the back of the room going, "Well, actually, I've done some calculations, and I think you'll find." <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's a great start. Over. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Chris, a isn't start. it? That was yeah. a very good Chris. Well, I'm munching I think, on sausage. I, I, actually, I think you'll find. Um, I think you'll find. We have actually, yeah, this is the, the amount of points. It's 43 points. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that, that I, w- I wish that would happen. The next time you mention stagnating, Chris, can you jump in and do that, please? I will do, yeah. I'll, I'll press the, you, what you've got to do on Newcastle United press conference at the minute, if you want to ask questions, you've got to press the raised hands function on Zoom. So I'll have to do that. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> do you have to you ask if you can go to the toilet as well? Modern life can just do one, can't oh, it? It can just can't do it one. Fuck right off. That's disgusting. Robbie Savage is a wanker. <laughs> I've heard, no, I've heard, I've heard varying reports about Robbie Savage as being anything from that to a, a thoroughly nice bloke. So, I'm sure he's. You know. I'm sure he's absolutely. I'm sure he's absolutely delightful. He's got a stick off Newcastle fans, didn't he, earlier this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just. It's. I, I just go back to that banner. That's just. That's football. That's the meaning of football for me. That shows football's back. Football will survive because of that lad holding up a banner that says Robbie Savage is a wanker. Excellent. Um, please don't title this podcast Robbie Savage is a wanker. Please, Adonis, who is recording this, because that wouldn't be fair. No. Um, no, yeah. So um, also in the last couple of days, um, just to kind of give you some context on this um there was a little bit of information came out about the uh, our friends over in the the kingdom of saudi arabia um you know just doing pretty much whatever it is they want to do uh, and making their points out there they've they've banned uh, being sport um <laughs> from broadcasting in their country um and everybody within uh within the twitter sphere if we're going to call it that which i hear that word but bollocks let's go with it uh we all shat our pants uh, at the same time <laughs> and let's be honest none of us really have any clue what's going on with regards to that i was thinking last week when we had matt slater on it probably might have been better off having him on this week to try and unfurl some of the nonsense that's uh, that's come out over the last couple of days but let's have him on every week and we'll just go to the pub Come on, you can just talk and try and try and like work out what what the hell's happening. Please don't whisper so, into the microphone ever again, George. That was very sorry. disconcerting. Yeah, sorry, it was so disconcerting. well, so in fact, Matt Matt on Twitter, you know, did he did talk about it on Twitter, and he, he was did, basically yeah. saying, hmm, having said, you know, having said <laughs> that what the Saudis are doing is sort of getting everything lined up. They're letting <laughs> be in back in. Yeah. This is what the Premier League want. So once they've done that, because of course, be in a you know, they're stakeholders and, you know, they yeah. uh, pay for games and you know, they're letting them back in. This is what needs to happen. This is good. And then he was like saying, saying okay, okay, this is like exactly the opposite of that. Is, <laughs> this is exactly the opposite. And so he did yeah. say he doesn't, he doesn't know. And it was kind of quite, I can't say it was quite funny seeing people say this is brilliant news for the takeover. And then other people say, 
this is terrible news for takeover because people were then asking me what it means to take over and the on- honest answer is i don't yeah. know and i did I, I did i did you know i went to the people that i speak to and asked the questions and i mean the one thing that that they said was that this isn't something that they were expecting to happen this isn't something that like piff were pushing for and asking for to, ha- to happen that this is an old sorry i'm not allowed to say piff i forgot um that this is this is an old that this is an old case it's four it's four years old and it's tidying something up but it le it now leaves being without a foothold in saudi arabia again the argument was that if pif don't know anything about it it was a kind of a good thing and i but i honestly don't understand that and i don't understand what that means so me trying to interpret that is is um is is redundant i'm afraid the i mean what i will say is that it hasn't it's not put the wind up them and suddenly everyone's panicking and oh no that's the, this this mm. is the end it wasn't it's not been that at all and they're still having the they're still having the their usual conversations internally but uh, albeit it's been it has been it has been quiet it's been noticeably sort of quiet in the last couple of weeks and i mean i hope that's i hope that's a good sign but um again um yeah that's that's about it really I mean, we're at this point now, aren't we, where we're, we're still waiting for a, a word from the Premier League. Do you, do you imagine that we'll get a word from the Premier League or do you imagine the club or the Maybe buyers lost will get it. a word from the Premier League? They've lost it, yeah. It's gone in the bin, hasn't it? Somebody's like, oh, put shit, the proposal what, through, the, through the shredder. What did, you, hey, what did you do with that test? Oh, fuck. I, thought, I, I sent it to you. I gave it to you. No, you didn't. You didn't. You said you were going to send it to me, but you actually Someone's didn't. Someone's left it on the tube, haven't you, they? Someone's oh, left for the God's test sake. on the tube. Oh, for God's sake! What have you done with it? Oh. I, you had it last. No, I told you to get a copy. I sounded like Bobby Robson there. I don't know what happened. No, I mean there have been more. You know, Richard Richard Keys kindly furnished us with a timeline of saying it was going to happen on Friday. Or I'd heard it was going to happen on Friday. I mean, he's been wrong before. Everybody has been wrong before, and you know that includes me at, at, um, at moments when I've been Richard told. Richard Keys has very, been very wrong close. a lot, though, hasn't he? Well, I'm, and not I'm just, just about I'm, the takeover, just in general. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why anyone pays any attention, but, but you know, the the one thing that 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 nobody has got right has been a timeline. So, yeah. so, and you know, there have been timelines from the start. I mean, again, that was said to me again yesterday. We were told thirty days. You know, we were told up to thirty days. So it was what they yeah. were told, and so you know, that was that was. That was reported in good faith, and um, but it's not proved. It's not proved anything like that. So we've just got to knuckle down. I mean, it's bad now. I mean, it's it's been bad for a long time, but it is impinging. I mean, we're very close now to the opening of the transfer window. Ludicrous though yeah, that God. kind of feels. Um, yeah. And and you know, it's it's you dread to think. I do have sympathy with Newcastle over this. I mean, I don't, I don't have sympathy with with them, sort of for many many things as a yeah. you know, as a hierarchy. But I've got sympathy for absolutely everybody in this scenario because you know, what do they do? Do they stick or twist? The club has to keep running, doesn't it? Oh like, yeah, it has, has to, to yeah. continue yeah. To, to, yeah. to work as a business and do yeah. things. They can't just sit and wait for this to resolve one way or the other. They have to keep working. No. So. And we've got no. a new Premier League season to prepare for. We don't know how yeah. long that's going to take or what's going to happen in the in the transfer window. But this no. is the problem, isn't it? We're just sitting in limbo now. We're just kind of left waiting to see what happens. And like you say, the transfer window's coming. I mean, I think very soon it gets... Very soon, I think it gets very damaging. I mean, I think it's already damaging. But, oh, yes. you know, once once the window opens, it's it's... I think that's, you know, I think that's really damaging by that point. Well, chaps, 
Uh, thank you very much for your time, Chris. Have a lovely week. Take care of yourself. Thank you very much. It's already 26 minutes past my bedtime, as I said earlier. I don't usually stay beyond 10 o'clock. So well, you haven't really contributed. You haven't really contributed very much in the last 15 that minutes. That warm milk will have gone to room on. temperature now, Chris. You'll be knackered. Well, you've just you've just woken me up, actually. So um. <laughs> only two only two games left. I've I've liked the fact yeah. I've liked the fact that football has come back overall. I mean, I think I have. Have I? Well, yeah, because at least we've had something else to talk about. I mean, so for the podcast, it's been you know it's been a saving grace that we at least we've had something else to talk about. But I'm I'm quite looking forward to it ending now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, George Corgan there, just just pulling on his jacket of misery for one last. Uh, one last time in the podcast. Well, we finished. We finished now. We're set. We're you know it's safe. It's safe. So can we? Let's just take two, two, three nil defeats. Let's not bother turning up. Let's actually have an extra ten days holiday. That would be ideal. Monty Magpie will be starting in the number ten position next week. <laughs> we'll just take it from there. And uh, see he's got to have his COVID test first. So, all oh, right, he'll be wearing his little temperature check wristband like you've got, Chris. Yeah, Are you going to keep yeah. that on tomorrow, like them dickheads who go to Glastonbury and then wear the wristband for the rest of the week? <laughs> look where I was. I was in the match, mm-hmm. lads. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers, George. Look after yourself. Have a nice week, Chris. I'll try my best. Take care. Thank Love you, likewise. You and yours and uh, and. Everyone, keep their uh, keep their heads down. Look after yourselves, uh, and pray that we get some news one way or another soon. Uh, take care. My name's Taylor. This has been Pod on the Tyne. See you later. Ta-da.